Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. I'm Dave. And we're back again for another episode of Never Too Serious. It's pretty exciting that we're still here uh, broadcasting, even though, you know, there's only a few people actually listening yet. Hey, we're going places. So so take this as an opportunity to uh, text out to your friends, hey, there's this podcast called Never Too Serious, and uh, and you should listen. So if you want to support us, Spread the word. Let people know that we're out here doing uh, doing the show. So, yeah. uh, Dave, how you how you doing? I'm good? doing doing pretty good. Yeah, you know, we had some of the Christmases past us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Got to enjoy that. Got to relax a little bit. So, mm-hmm. feel pretty decent. And a little bit more refreshed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes these uh, vacations require another vacation to recover. <laughs> um, and New Year's is coming up, so I'm sure that oh, I'm going to need a vacation to recover from that. Uh, <laughs> so, I uh, want to get started today. Uh, I had some realizations because I've been hanging out with my dad and and uh, and my uncle a little bit more mm-hmm. with the holidays and stuff, and they're the the only two that are still kind of living in the area. The other the other two uncles have have moved away, and and I don't get to see them very often. But what did well, what did you come to? What, what realization? Did so, you, come to? you know, I have a tendency to to have the same sense of humor as my dad. I, I laugh at his his dumb dad jokes. Uh, I make a lot of dumb dad jokes. My kids think that it's it's horrible. They roll their eyes. But, you know, I, I've kind of come to the realization that I've sort of turned into my father. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and, Dad, I love you. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. But So you're drinking I, a lot I more. Don't... Right? I know <laughs> yeah. your daddy doesn't drink, but uh, it might, you know... Well, make it drink. So my wife reminds me of how, that I'm getting older, right? Oh, that's nice. She's, you know, very... She teases me. Sounds but, like uh, she's helpful. Yeah, Keep she's very helpful. But, you know, I, I, I know that I have a very similar uh, personality as my dad. Uh, similar in, in uh, at least humor, right? But I came to a realization that, and this was a little while ago, that I was actually starting to look like my dad. And that's a little shocking. <laughs> uh, I... One of the things about <laughs> one of oh. one of the things about about me like trying to get back into shape and be healthy and that sort of thing is so that I don't end up more and more like my dad because I as much as I love my dad I don't want to go down the same path as as he and and my uncles and and uh, and for me seeing the extra hair growing in places that I don't want. Well, you're not going to be able to stop that. <laughs> well, no, but you might have to get there a are some trimmers, but there's some, you're not going to stop it. There's some tools there. Uh, but it's funny because, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not as, as uh, I, I, so I'm what, 42-ish, I think. And I know that I'm not exactly my dad at 42. Sure, sure. But I can see the signs there, right? The change. I can see the change, and, and I'm a little I'm a little afraid. Have you ever find yourself becoming your parents? Man, that's it's hard because my goal is to be um, take the best out of that and mm-hmm. just divert away from yeah, else. go like the other way. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's hard to say because no, like my dad, no, I don't yeah. see myself being like my dad. Yeah. What, what about like looking like your dad? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my legs seem like they're getting skinnier, and my upper body just seems like it's just staying kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to work out a little bit more. Yeah. 
but um, but I don't know. My dad was quite intimidating to a lot of people, at least the younger kids, mm-hmm. you know, because he was a bigger guy, I guess. And mm-hmm. and um, didn't he have like a beard? He always had. I never seen him that I can remember ever seeing him without a beard yeah. up until his last days. Yeah. And um, which you know, in fact. It's been quite a few years now since he's passed, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, because I I recall seeing him with a big old beard. Yeah, oh, like and Chuck Norris is what he. Yeah, yeah. In there fact, you go. he got a, he he got some perks in life because he he. Are you Chuck Norris? Uh, no, I'm, but I'm his brother. <laughs> I was there for a couple of those, and he got cut in line a couple of times to get. Oh, that's funny. Get some his yeah. car washed. I remember that one. Uh huh. But. I, so you don't see yourself physically other than, you know, the, the legs shrinking and the upper body getting bigger. It, um, honestly, I, I don't feel like I do a whole mm. lot. My, I could see, I could see that where my dad was about this age where he was kind of starting to trying to jog here and there and be a little bit more healthier, mm. getting older and stuff and being concerned about that. But, mm-hmm. um, again, I didn't really live with my dad that much, uh, as I was growing up mm-hmm. or my last part of my childhood Mm -hmm. so you know on a day-to-day i didn't really see how he lived but you know looks wise unfortunately yes (laughs) i mean i don't know do you you find yourself uh as a parent now uh saying things or doing things that oh for sure i'm so bad (laughs) i mean you still you still see your mom uh relatively often yeah yeah. Uh, are there are there things that she says or it's not maybe the way that she said or not what she says but maybe the way that she says it and you find yourself Resembling no, your mom. you know, so you know when I say I try to divert things. Right. Love my mom, but that's that's I try not to go down that route of thought, uh-huh. you know. But and God bless her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's just uh, I will say that I find myself actually thinking about how my dad. I think that I'm more so that being that I have a daughter mm-hmm. and my concern and protectiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm nowhere near like my dad, though. I mean, I'm not. I'm only a fourth a cup when his is overflowing on protectiveness of like, you know, to my sister, to my, you know, mm-hmm. and how I am to my daughter. But still, you know, I find myself being old fashioned, take myself backwards. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see that part of me, part of my dad. And in here, so, so you're talking about it. Yeah. I've got the same damn hands as he does too. <laughs> and um, yeah. in fact, when I was younger, I'll just say that, you know, because roller coaster of you know, I love my dad, I hate my dad, all this stuff, mm-hmm. and and in 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 the 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 rut of being unhappy with my dad, I remember one time going, "Son of a bitch," and I have to look at his hands all the time. <laughs> damn it, you know, because I don't want to be reminded of him. But yeah. sure, you know, yeah. So I do try to remember the good stuff that mm-hmm. my dad. My dad had a great work ethic, and and he did do some some good stuff. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that. Yeah, you know, some of the seems like bad stuff seems yeah. to stick around. Well, you know, thoughts. I mean, it seems like your mom has a good work ethic too. Right? They sure do. So they both, both really both work hard workers, and mm-hmm. and I do love my mom. She's just uh, she's just a little silly sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she cracks me up, and then you crack me up when you oh. <laughs> when you impersonate her. Yeah. <laughs> no, we you we, you, have, you have a very good <coughs> a very good take on on your mom. Uh, whenever she says something, you tell me about it and you just well, reenact it. It's so hilarious. I will say that, <laughs> that, that uh, how she affects me, I know she may not see it, but you know, how, how, how bothered she might make me from time to time. Mm-hmm. I, 
in an odd way is the reflection of how much I care about her. Yeah. Because nobody else can literally send me to the moon mm-hmm. and back down for a hug. Like, yeah. like crazy. I mean, I love her. She's she's you get so mad to at me. her and still brings oh, you back. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's probably still the same way it was when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's she's always been my rock. Yeah. And she deserves better than I in life gives her. Yeah. But yeah. but uh, well, you, you unfortunately, find... I'm not quite like her. She's very giving. Yeah. I should well, be so, more so so how old are you now? Forty five. Forty five. Yep. Uh, did you have at any point a realization that, oh my God, I'm getting old? Yeah. Yeah. When I hit 30, I was like 30. pissed off at 30. I didn't want any part of it. Really? I, we had, we had, um, my dad was still with us, but I knew my grandpa passed away early, but mm-hmm. you know, my dad passed away early. So, you know, I'm like cursing every year and mm-hmm. then unfortunately that's just makes you feel negative about it, but yeah. still 30 though. Yeah. I, yeah. When I turned 30, I'm like, ago. oh, no, no, yeah. I wasn't ready for it. Now I'm like, man, I'll take 30 yeah, any day. Right. That was a great right. time. Right. No, yeah. still young, but yeah. mildly mature or more mature. Yeah. I really don't know if I should say I'm Well, do you, do you think that uh, you're going to try and make your 40s um, more enjoyable than, you know, what you were in your 30s? Well, I will tell you, that's my goal because mm-hmm. my goal is to make 50s and 60s great. Yeah. Because my goal is to... Live a decent long time. That's why I do, regardless of what it looks like, care about my health, <laughs> and and um, and that's why we are, you know, building our lives yeah. the way we are, so we could have something to, you know, yeah, live to for, enjoy, right? enjoy. Yeah. Do you? Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I ever told you the story when I sort of made the realization that I'm getting older. Did I tell you the story? Well, uh, so you didn't. So there was uh, at our old house, we had this uh, chain link fence that was between us and the neighbors. And so uh, they had their backyard face the street and our side yard. And so we we bought this material to go over the fence to kind of screen it. Mm -hmm. Right. And we get a lot of a lot of east wind coming out here in the wintertime. And so that thing started to kind of rip rip off. And so I went out there one day and I had all these little zip ties and I'm starting to, to tie it down. To the, to the fence again and uh neighbors were kind of out i could see there's some some activity on the street and and I, I'm, I'm bending over to zip tie the lower part of it and i knew i mean i could feel the cold but i knew that my butt crack was showing and i didn't care <laughs> i was i was hunched over doing the zip ties frustrated that i had to be oh, doing this thing you're just diving and, straight into and, old yeah age. instead of instead of standing up and you know covering up a crack I just didn't care, and See, I finished off the rest of the fence, and I knew that it was showing, and I still just didn't care. All right, well, that's good to know because my wife and I will sit there and go, "Oh my gosh, look at that guy! He's got to know, right? How could you not know?" know? Yeah. And, and for me, even in front of my wife, I'd be like, "Uh oh!" And I'll, I'll stop and pull him up. Might even apologize. Sorry, I didn't get to that earlier. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, that was the realization for me that I I was getting older because I stopped caring what other oh. people thought. Uh, and, and I think it's probably gotten worse. I, I probably care less now what, what people think of me. Uh, but that was like, and I think this was in my, I want to say mid, mid thirties. Right? Um, but you know, so there, there are these moments where it's like, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not in my twenties anymore. Now I'm not in my thirties anymore. 
I, I do want my 40s to be the most enjoyable um, thus far in my life. And, and that'll be kind of tough because there were some really enjoyable times in my life. But right now, uh, you know, I feel more financially secure. You know, I've got a, a, a great family. You know, I feel good about my career, you know, heck we're doing a podcast and I, this is like, uh, one of those creative outlets that just, it kind of, it lightens the mood and gives me purpose. And sure. so I, I, right now the forties are, are feeling pretty darn good. So well, let me ask you though, have you talked to your dad about your new finding or your, <laughs> your so, epiphany? So there was this, there was this time where uh, I, I think I was, I, I think I was growing my beard out and I'm starting to get some gray in there. And I think my hair was a bit longer. And uh, I think my wife came in um, to the to the bathroom and, and she says, oh, Scott, you're you're kind of looking like your dad. <laughs> so, and, you know, the and, next and time she, she says, uh, does this thing make me look fat? <laughs> yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. <laughs> she 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 did it on purpose because she wants me to cut my hair and. And shave she off the beard. Work. She knows that that's going to work. So you know, I, I had to laugh about it because it did kind of prompt the look. And I go, "Oh my god, Crap. I kind of do look like my dad." And my dad does—he's never had a beard, right? Mm, but mustache. but but for me, it was making me look older, right? right. My face looked a little bit, you know, chubbier a little bit, and. Um, and it, I saw the signs that, uh, but, you know. So my, I, <laughs> I know what genetics is all about, so I understand mm-hmm. of your concern. Mm-hmm. I've seen your uncles. I understand your concern. Just, <laughs> Except for you, Uncle I just, Mark. I was going to say, are you kidding? I think, I think Tom looks fantastic, yeah, too. Yeah, Tom does, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I haven't seen him well, but I've seen some yeah. pictures as of lately. But, yeah. but still, and this is, comes from somebody that I know I could be better, too, so I'm not, I'm not judging, you yeah, know. Yeah. But, um you know, like your dad, though, you know, like, okay, so do you think it's genetics or do you, or your, your lifestyle aren't, isn't like those guys? That's exactly you know? right. So it, you're you talking about going a different direction. That's panicking exactly. too much. I mean, you yeah. should know, okay, well, there's this obstacle and this obstacle to avoid, yeah. but sorry, guys. But now <laughs> that I see my dad is doing this and maybe yeah. this guy's doing that and this guy's not doing that. Oh, I mean, it, oh, yeah. There's there's lifestyle. I mean, your dad. I don't know if is he. I'm going to use this as an example. Is back when he was square dancing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he still is. But back when he was square dancing, he was a lot more active and stuff. But mm-hmm. if I'm correct, he's more calling now. Yeah. So maybe that's less. Well, and square dance movement. So. Well, yeah, and COVID has completely killed square dancing. Ooh, see, that's not right. You think about it either. Huh? COVID has has impacted the square dancing world. Yes, there is a square dancing world, and it's. It's just non-existent because most of the people who are square dancing are they're older, yeah. right? They're in that category of higher risk, Concern, yeah. and they're touching each other. You know, they're touching hands, they're swinging laughing, around each other, they're laughing. And... Yeah, exactly. They're in really close quarters. So this is an area that I don't know if it's going to come back. But that was an area for my dad that was yeah. a really uh, important aspect of his life, and that kept him. A, a, a lot more active yeah. you know now he has to like go out and do stuff on purpose to you know keep the weight down or whatever well so. I, I will say it because i'm obviously talking about your dad and and i do hope he does watch these so mm-hmm. before i continue to make fun <laughs> i do want to let you know that you know your dad has always been um 
you know, a wonderful man to me and, and showed me a different side of what a mm-hmm. father could be like. It, not perfect guy, I get it, but I'm just saying for, for me. And and so when I do see him, if he was to hear any of this and took anything out of it, is, mm-hmm. is my concern is, is man, I want him around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, obviously, I'm not, I don't judge people for what they're going to look like. I care about who they are yeah. and... Terry's been a great guy to me, and mm-hmm. I just want to make sure he's around. Yeah. One thing, though, that most of, from what all I know, mm-hmm. all your your uncles, no matter what they look like, they have one thing, and that's they are happy. Mm-hmm. They do. They seek to find happiness, and they seem like they found it. Mm-hmm. And so, regardless of their health, yeah, <laughs> they have a lot of stuff that some they they have happiness, which is hard for some people to come by. Yeah, it's true. I think I think all of them are are, are pretty. I mean, I think they're pretty uh, happy places in their lives. Yeah. I mean, know? especially when you get them together, you can just sit back and enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. They're fun. They people. are fun. They are a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree. So I um, back to losing weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree, though. My my dad is a he's a good guy. Uh, I've yeah, I got a lot of a lot of respect for him. And he's taught me a lot and and, you know, continues to teach me stuff that uh you know, it influences my behavior and, you know, direction that I want to go. But, uh, well, he can still influence your behavior. Don't go that way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and I tease him about it. He, kn- well, he knows, good. he knows. Yeah. But o- overall though, the, the fear of getting older is a, is a pretty real thing for me, but I, I do want, I do want this, uh, this range of forties to be something that's better than, than in years yeah. past. So I, mean, I think we're in a good, it's we're weird. going a good direction. I don't even it's like I don't have a goal of how old I want to get to, you know? Yeah. My goal is is I want to, you know, um, have a relationship with my grandkids oh, so yeah. they can remember me. And so being that my daughter can't date till she's 42, 43, <laughs> right. I got to live old. Yes, that's true. That's true. Ugh. I know. I know. My daughter, same thing. Same thing. Well, do you find, uh, like, as we've gotten older, right, we pick up different things that we enjoy doing. Do you ever think about the stuff that you enjoyed as a kid, things that were exciting to you, mm-hmm. that you looked forward to doing, mm-hmm. and compare that to what you do now? Well, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but as a kid, there were some things that I totally enjoyed doing, and, and as a young adult, mm-hmm. older kid, you know, we, I never got to do that, but when I became an adult, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm doing that. I'm watching movies outside. Mm. I'm taking the couch. I don't care. I'm taking it outside. <laughs> it's all about having the moment. Yeah. And I mean, before we got the projector, you know, I would carry a TV out, set it up, carry the couch out, you know, on mm-hmm. our patio. I don't care. You know, we'll, I want to have a moment because when I was a kid, we would go sit on bales of hay and up against the barn, you know, well, I'm old. We had the reels, you know, mm-hmm. projector and yeah. we'd watch a movie and it was amazing to me, you know, maybe it's because technology, you know, there wasn't very little of it back then. Mm-hmm. So it was more exciting here. It's probably less exciting because people have the universe on a little tablet right, right. here. So right. it might take, you know, I still coolness. think it's fun though. Like you, you leave the, the, the little device around, you leave it inside and you go outside and you do something that's different, you know? It's, um, it's awesome. Yeah, it is I awesome. Mean, but that's just as an example that I, I what, don't care. What about like, like uh, well, I mean, I think about when you were a kid and like when I 
first kind of got to know you, you know, you were riding your bike to school, like mm. miles. That's right. Right? Yep. You know, that kind of physical stuff, we wouldn't even think about exerting that much energy, right? Now? Yeah, now. My wife asked me to walk down in the mailbox. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think you wait till tomorrow. Can you do it when you drive it when all you the way drive, out? Yeah. To be fair, it's like 300 feet that way. But, mm-hmm. So, you yeah, know, yeah, it's right. more than just like, you know, a car length away. <laughs> yeah. But still, regardless, that's not a bad excuse. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I ex- As an example, I happen to live right next to where I grew up. And when you guys lived in Sandy, mm-hmm. up on top of the hill as... Um, from Mining Park. Yeah, right. I had, and I get it, it might be annoying because every day I'm like, hey, mom, can I go to my friend's house? And she sometimes didn't want to take me. So there was a couple of times she's like, no, if you want to go there, you have to ride your bike there. I'm like, mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And I would take off. It's miles and miles, you know. And mm-hmm. and so that's where I got my, my, my freedom, really, because... I didn't have to be at home, and mm-hmm. I rode everywhere. But yeah, it was miles. Yeah, I, I I used to love to go like hiking and doing stuff out outside. It didn't matter if I was going to be exerting a lot of energy. To to go and do that was really an exciting thing for yeah. me. Now I, it's like I want to be comfortable all the time. You know, my my wife likes to go walking in the neighborhood, and she invites me to go with her. And and uh, I know as a like a good husband would say, oh, yeah, sure, let's go. You know, yeah. I just don't enjoy going for walks anymore. And keep in mind, I'm, you know, working out and trying to get into shape. But going for walks and getting outside, if it's a little cold, I don't want to go out there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would just I want to be comfortable all the time. I, I hate the winter now. I used yeah. to love the winter, you know, to get out and even, you know, running around in the rain and, and going camping. It, weather did not deter me from anything like that. Yeah. Now, hell no, I want to stay home. I'll, maybe I'll sit in a hot tub. Yeah, know, there you go. You know, or, you know, curl up and, and watch a movie or something. But to me, it's it's a kind of like being comfortable. And I think that's a really bad mental place for me to be because I know that I'll end up that's on the, the way you're getting old yeah. and falling into your mm-hmm. i'll say this to leave them out of your genetic track mm-hmm. <laughs> fall into <laughs> right. that little yeah well you know my my dad was over for uh for christmas and he was you kind of giving me a hard time about the stairs that we have our old house didn't have stairs we have stairs <laughs> at the new house <laughs> and and they're relatively it's kind of a long stairway um our our downstairs i think our our ceilings are 10 feet or something and they're pretty tall and so the stairs it's to still get one to the, flight of stairs though it is one <laughs> yeah and i, and I, I appreciate I, that you're trying to say you know it could be tasking well he's, he's but, teasing me because you know it's like uh you know well you're not going to want to have stairs when you get older you know and i'm like well think about it dad that maybe that's the reason you stay younger right every day you got to go up the stairs or down the stairs to get you know to your room or whatever go down to get your ice cream and cereal midnight snack you know, at least you burn a few of those calories on the way back of yep. bed. <laughs> and worst case scenario, it's actually quite reasonable to get uh, one of those lifts that take you up the stairs. Oh, right. <laughs> right. They're not that bad these days. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But to me, you know, the idea is is I, I do want to be more comfortable. I don't want to go out and do things that are really terribly uncomfortable. Right. Uh, I went to the, the beach. Uh, this was... I think it was like a November. I went to the Oregon coast and did a little camping, RV camping, uh, with with my uncle Mark. And 
he actually was really excited about going down to the beach and throwing the football and the frisbee yeah. around. And so uh, we went out there and and you know dusted off some of the cobwebs and you know it wasn't warm. I mean it was probably you know upper forties I think. And then wind was moving and yeah. But we still had a blast, yeah. you know. That's the kind of stuff we used to do when we were younger. Right. And it was I, interesting that he wanted me to go out there and throw the football that's around. That's awesome because for me, there it was a time where it was like, hey, let's toss the ball around. We Guess what? We just get up and run out. Yeah. Now it's like, <laughs> right now? <laughs> you know, we're going to eat in like two or three hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. All right, sure, yeah. I mean, I know it's a good time. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it it doesn't even really matter for me what it is. It's always, I have to question everything. Even if I go over to your place, I'm like, well, hold on now. It has to be within certain parameters. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's yeah. my anxiety, though. Yeah. But uh, do you find yourself thinking, gosh, I remember when I used to like that thing, and now it's like you're not even interested. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I could even talk about I could go with video games, you know. Oh. I used to I used to love playing video games. I've wasted a lot of my life on video mm-hmm. games and but I'll still play it once in a while. Mm-hmm. But um but you know, there's there's a lot of things like that. I used to read a lot of books and unfortunately because of my daily grind I get into mm-hmm. I I lose track of things that I even used to do in fact i forget some of the things i i used to do or enjoy doing mm-hmm. you know i mean but yeah there's a lot of things that give way to time that mm-hmm. well who uh, has who has a whole bunch of time to read books anymore right unless it's like something you really enjoy then you're going to make the time for it right yeah so it, yeah. it is it's hard yeah i, I definitely in the uh, feeling that g- the video game thing right for me, I used to love playing video games, and even now, I really do enjoy video games, but I don't find the time to, to do it, yeah. right? Oh, like, yeah. I, I could still enjoy it, mm-hmm. but, you know, how about this? Do I want to sit there by myself or and play video games, or do I want to hang out with my wife and right. do something? I happen to like my wife. That's kind of a plus for my life. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not in, like, contract, you know. Well, I guess kind of, but, you know. You know, I don't have to be there. But I love it. But, yeah, yeah. But so, unfortunately, unfortunately for gaming, mm-hmm. I choose to 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 spend my time doing that. Yeah. Now there are times that I do enjoy, you know, my own time. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Well, I, it, I, it sucks now though, because because my my kids play video games and they're better than me, so that's well, not I mean, nearly as enjoyable. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I used to do a lot more drawing and just... Oh, yeah. You know, I had time for my own self uh, to find out who I am. You know, like I had time to let myself be myself and, and and um, you know, like, like myself be artistic. You know, now I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I can't even sit down and I have to feel like it. Yeah. You know, it's not like... It's not an everyday part of me anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, but, the, the creative side is... is- kind of a uh, like a roller coaster for me yeah right because i i feel i i get you know creative juices flowing i think the podcast is probably where my my focus is right now i just really i really enjoy i love i love doing like editing and you know those of you who are listening you know we do post these we're recording it in video so you you might be able to see this on on youtube but uh 
I enjoy the aspect of, of editing and, you know, getting the audio going and just, you know, it's a nice creative outlet yeah. for me. Well, I, yeah. And, but for me, I believe that if I could be a part of, you know, something creative mm-hmm. more frequently, it sparks it back up and it's more so because when I was younger, I would always be doing something, drawing or being a part of something, doodling, right? And because I've pushed it in the back burner, it doesn't, I don't allow it to come back, but I feel that if if I had allowed it to, you know, um, allowed myself to continue to do it, make that space, that I wouldn't go through the dips mm-hmm. and like, well, I'll do it when I feel like it because I would feel like it more. It's yeah, I mean, it's 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 just if you're surrounded all the time, that's just who you become more often, and I think that you'd be inspired to do it more often. Mm-hmm. It's just. The cycle just yeah. comes around a lot less. Yeah, I don't give myself the time. It's it's good for your mental health, I think, to have purpose and and stuff. You mm. know, to be able to have a hobby that that engages your brain or gets those creative juices flowing. Mm. You know, you know. So I'm gonna try to try not to mess this up, but you've kept saying some stuff, and so I'm a guy that listens to things, and it may not even mean anything, but if I'm watching a show and I'm also an emotional person and, and if something comes up and it, and it could affect me, I could hear something, even in a dang commercial, mm. it could affect me of how I feel personally. And I was watching a movie and, and I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a little Pixar movie. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and anyways, they kept talking about purpose and, and it was called soul. Something oh like that. yeah, yeah. We I just saw little parts of it the other night with the kids. Yeah, and so it affects me because if I think about death a lot, if mm-hmm. I'm going to live a long time, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing issue for me to have to think about think it about all it, the time. Yeah. But but anyways, it was talked about purpose, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, in it, and it made me even think while I'm watching it, like, you know, to be. I don't. I also just don't want to be a you know, a nobody on, in, on this planet, you know, I would like to at least make a difference or have purpose. And it made me think a little bit about, man, I I need to make sure that I am, I do have my purpose and find out what it is and, and Mm -hmm. go with it. And it's just interesting that on a couple different topics today, it seems like that you had touched and used the same words Mm -hmm. of purpose because it's a big deal. And I think everybody needs to look for Mm -hmm. that purpose so i had to stop and talk about it because i don't think it's it is coincidental but i think it kind of leads into the second uh sort of topic that i wanted to kind of touch on today which is like the brain mental health how we Mm -hmm. think you know uh, our behavior based on what's going on in our head Uh, for me the idea of purpose is really really important because without purpose you kind of just flounder around and and there's there's never really a focus Absolutely and, agree. and I think that, you know, in general, like with, with, you know, most people is that once they find a purpose and it doesn't mean that that purpose is going to exist their entire life, but finding that purpose for whatever length of time that tends to be a very mentally like it's like a mental health benefit. Oh, right. For, absolutely. And I know a lot of like, you know, cause you're religious. I'm not. The idea for a lot of people for purpose is a very religious experience. And it is. of course, for me, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I still find that, that um, purpose has an immense value for me. 
and I go on conversations with my wife about about this stuff, and that is I need to insert things into my life that gives me purpose, right? right? And so, yeah, I do I do say purpose a lot because I think it's a very important aspect. And, and for me, I agree. It just brought it back to the surface mm-hmm. of, you know, that, that's important to me. And, and it was, it, in fact, it kind of was a smack in the face, like, whoa, bring it back because I've got a lot of, reason for being mm-hmm. and purpose and and it's there's a little bit of a quicksandy feeling out there for me and I'm trying to stay above that and be a positive person and mm-hmm. and not let all this negative take me down so to to feel that right now and to hear you say that was coincidentally mm-hmm. needed I mean it's and I think that you know like you were talking about uh you know with having purpose it sets your brain right, you know, sets you right and and um, makes you, you feel at whole, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do, do you ever find times where you're just sort of meandering around the house? You don't really want to do anything in particular. Uh, oh there's gosh. a lot of things that might be interesting, but you don't really, there's nothing you settle on. So you just kind of wander and wander. You know, you go to the refrigerator a few times and not grab anything. Uh, you know, you go, Scott. Okay. So, oh my <laughs> gosh, that is so bad. Yeah. That is me a hundred percent. It scares me because I think of just watching a couple shows here and there years ago and even frequently that they say, you know, keep your eye out for your animal. Mm-hmm. Okay. If your dog's just kind of standing there or your cat's sitting there staring at the wall, mm-hmm. or just kind of doing this another area, just, mm-hmm. you know, they could be losing it. I'm like, Damn it, that's what I'm doing. You know, so I'm like, yeah. am I losing it? Yeah. But that, I don't know what that means, what you're saying, but unfortunately, that's me today. Mm-hmm. That was me yesterday. That's mm-hmm. all the time. And my wife even says, why don't you come here and sit down? I'm like, eh. <laughs> that's exactly what I tell her. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So I do oh, this, I do this uh, pretty often. That's and, terrible. And for me, uh, having, having purpose... I thought it was just me. <laughs> having purpose gets me away from that behavior. Uh, there are times it, I'll, I'll go wandering around the house and I'll probably get you know a mile of steps in just wandering through the house. And there's not really... And I have tons of stuff that I could do. Right. But I'm not really... I'll walk past it all. Yeah. I'm not really interested in getting any of it started. You know, we, we talked about... I, I enjoy rolling cigars. And there's a little bit of a setup process, and then it does require a lot more focus. And so um, I'll, I'll walk by my cigar rolling stuff, and I go, eh. And then I walk on. I'll see the PlayStation sitting out there, eh. You know, and I'll wander on to the next thing. I'll, like I said, I'll go to the refrigerator a few times, right? But to be honest, the things that, that, that give me purpose, like recently the podcast – I don't find myself wandering through the house. I find myself going to my office and wanting to dive in right. and do those things. You have the want. Yeah. Yeah. The, it yeah. uh, pulls you to it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, and yeah. like I said, purpose is not something that's going to last you your entire life. But those moments, you know, the short periods of time where you feel like you do have purpose, it really gives you, I think, some really nice mental health. Well, yeah, because you know, you're helps. also accomplishing goals when you fulfill mm-hmm. your purposes. Yeah. At the end of the day, it yeah. feels pretty good to have Yep. Check some stuff off the list. Yeah. Yep. No, I, it's, it was, it's a, it's a nice, um, I think if I, not to sound corny and I'm not trying to do, you know, the beginning of the year thing, mm-hmm. but you know, to be healthy and yeah, I'm New more Year's about resolution. my health myself. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's, 
to I am going going to be physically healthier too, but that's going to be my I think my word for the year mm-hmm. is to keep that that's you know, a purpose. the forefront mm-hmm. because you know and you know that just opens up to a lot of things mm-hmm. of what 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 is purpose for you yeah. you know so yeah that's it's just crazy you know that you know little 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 movie mm-hmm. and there's just little little tidbits of something that you know that you some other people take away from it some people just listen to thing you know just watch it you know mm-hmm. but you know yeah. some well, things I, I, stick with you i i think the the working out thing definitely it's a it's a good priority to have i'm at least going to start watching people work out yeah. <laughs> on a regular basis uh, surround okay. myself with that yeah yeah start there just watch um <laughs> that'll get you motivated sure uh so i i speaking of watching things so i i asked you to watch uh, the little, it's a series on Netflix called explained. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I asked you to watch the one about dreaming. Right. Yeah. And you, and you said that you had watched it. I did. What, yeah. what do you, what did you think about that? Well, I thought it was, uh, it was, it was great. I, I think they covered a ton of information on that show. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give it props because it was only like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I think it was like a 20 how minute. How do they get all that stuff jammed in there? Mm-hmm. In fact, I had to watch it kind of twice. Um, but uh, so I, I am a guy that feels like there's something else out there mm-hmm. or there's other spiritual plateaus of life or, or a sense of being. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, I'll say I think there's a possibility of that. And so having um, dreams, dreams is always kind of a bridge to that play, a lot of those places to people. Mm-hmm. But so even though I believe that, it, I'm still a practical i feel where and it comes to i just don't think there's a bridge there necessarily mm-hmm. i know that there's a lot of people do but that's just my take is that i feel like it's just a a slideshow or or movie of all the things that you have experienced in that a time period mm-hmm. and and to me the show kind of touched base on that it kind of make me feel like oh i felt like i'm kind of right yeah there's more to it than that but mm-hmm. it kind of felt like you know that all those other places or or um uh how do i say it uh other other heightened heightened um places in your mind mm-hmm. can still be there but i just don't think it's a the brain mm-hmm. i mean i mean sorry the dreaming part gets yeah. you there uh so and you had, you had mentioned it when we were talking about earlier uh that you know they do a series of things about the brain right so there are other topics you're talking about anxiety and some other things. The dreaming part is super interesting to me. And, uh, mostly because I, I used to think that my dreams were sort of this, this communication device with, with, with God, you know, or at least, you know, that was the way that I was inspired to do certain things that were, you know, had to be coming from someone other than me. Right. And I thought it was interesting to watch this this show because you know since that that time you know I've stopped believing that the brain is is the communication device with the the divine you know I I think that the brain is something that's physical that has physical properties that's crazy right to think that that it functions the way it does mm-hmm. but I think about like dreaming and people using their dreams as a way of saying. Uh, hey, I had this dream, and I think that is going to happen, right? That it's some way of telling the future. And for me, of course, I don't, I don't believe that now. And watching that show, it was so interesting to watch that 
that there are folks that have have based a lot of decisions for a lot of things, including, you know, like leaders, you know, especially old, old mm-hmm. you know, even biblical time leaders where they had these dreams and those dreams then determined how they were going to rule. Right. You know, and, and but a lot of people, I think, get confused with dreams and visions, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, having a dream, just dreaming. I mean, I back in the bib- biblical times, there's a lot less things that were understood, but yeah, but I just feel because I do believe in God and I feel that visions are visions mm-hmm. and dreams are dreams. And I mean, actual, the actual sleep and mm-hmm. the dreaming part. Yeah. I really feel that that's, that's just the extent of it. It's mm-hmm. just still just flashes of your day or mm-hmm. odd stories. But yeah, but I mean, I, I open to it, accepting that there could be more to it, you mm-hmm. know, but that's just my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's interesting. They, they talk about, uh, you know, how, how what you're dreaming is sort of a blending of, of experiences right. that you've had, right? And uh, certain parts of your brain get turned off uh, during uh, REM sleep, right? During that rapid eye movement sleep. And other parts of your brain get super active. And then they right. turn on. After and, you're asleep, turns on, and then like little little elves run around yeah. your brain and, well, and I don't, create I, havoc. I don't remember what part of the brain they were talking about, but there's a part of the brain that's that's in charge of uh, of logic, right? Yeah. About, right. you know, framing things. You know, it's interesting to think about, um, you know, there's like a certain structure that we sort of make decisions about right there's this logical structure uh, we discount a lot of things that that don't fit into the logic so that we can more quickly get to this certain conclusion right, right? and that part of the brain gets turned off when you're dreaming which is why you get such weird dreams that don't seem to connect to each other because that framing of logic doesn't exist in the dream because that right. part of your brain has actually been turned off well because like in the show, th- they showed this uh, painter artist that oh, painted. Yeah. I'm going to get this maybe messed up, like a pomegranate with a tiger coming out of it with a spear gun that got that yeah. speared a, a you know a, a naked uh, yeah oh, and, um, yeah just a naked uh, yeah, a naked girl laying down yeah, yeah. yeah. so and, that's and, an and interesting. So he painted what he saw, and it was just, in my opinion, there's no in my. Yes, I believe there's people out there who will go sit there and make up some crap about what that means. Yeah, right. But no, in my opinion, as crazy as it might be, that's just the stuff that you saw that your mind just kind of blended together. Yeah, they, they were talking about uh, the painter had a dream, and so he painted his dream. And he um, he heard at during the, the point of him waking up, he heard a bee buzzing around that had stung him and somehow his brain put together um, this like segments of, of whatever the dream was kind of put things together in a way where um, there was this tiger. Um, there was a bayonet that like poked him uh, or pe- poked her, uh, you know, in the, in the arm and there was a pomegranate and there was a bee flying around the pomegranate or something like that. Yeah. It's very it's very odd, but what's interesting is that those, those all those pieces are not they're not really connected in in logic other than the brain is picking up on these different senses and and 
throws it together right. and then suddenly you remember and it's like oh, that's a weird thing <laughs> what's interesting though is that a lot of people way back in the day would then interpret well what does that dream mean right. based on the components that exist within the dream right. then they would put some sort of you know, value on on each of those components to go. Oh well, the pomegranate that means you know your means, your health, right? You know, life. and yeah, right. And, and, the, tiger and the tiger means, means death, yeah. and, right? I mean, yeah, I'm <laughs> making that anybody up. Anybody could but, do that, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, they brought in. I want to say it was uh, Sigmund Freud. Is that, do you remember? having that name in there. Yeah. Well. He, so he was a, was he a psychologist or something? And uh, he ended up writing a book about dreaming and he attributed a lot of, because he studied a lot of people uh, and he attributed a, a lot of, a lot of their, um, what they claim to have seen in dreams uh, associated them with like sex. Right. 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 Remember that. And, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting because he's, he's putting some sort of interpretation on each of these things. Yeah. Right. Um, so this means that. And then the hour belly button means hourglass, which means life or your right. longevity or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah just throwing stuff in there yeah. and, and, and interpreting what the, what the dream was. But I thought that the logical piece of, of this whole dreaming thing was the most interesting to me. Um, second to the uh, the lucid dreaming part, right? So the the logical part to me is interesting because there are some times where I like, for instance, um, I'm an IT guy at work and um, I build different systems. So I built a, a database and it needed to do certain things, and I couldn't figure out how to make it happen. And I was stressing about it and thinking about trying to figure out the the, the way to accomplish this this one task, and I couldn't figure it out. Uh, I, I fell asleep and woke up in the middle of the night. And as soon as I woke up, I had the answer. Like I knew exactly what to do to program the database in order to do this particular function. And so watching this show and they talked about how the logical sort of the, the framing part of your brain gets turned off. And they think that part of that is that uh, you use that part of your brain. If you, well, let me back up. If you don't use that part of your brain, what it allows you to do is explore more options where the structure of logic doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So in your brain, in your dreams, you are able to go through a lot more scenarios that you would normally, logic would prevent you from going through. And my, I, I could agree with that. I, I know that um, it could be just as little as getting refreshed yeah, because here's a little example. When I was a kid, we used to play like let's say Mario Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember Tony and I would be playing up all night long, and we would get to like a, a level we just can't beat this level, and we would try so many times, and we just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I think we started calling that we're burnt out, we're burnt out. Yeah. So we would put it down, go to bed, get up the next morning, either one of us yeah. first try. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so I do believe that there's a, that's, that's why I really wish I could sleep well, that, mm-hmm. that there is a, a lot to it. Now, yeah, now kind of could refuel. there be that there's a lot of chaos and as you sleep, like maybe what you're talking about and everything kind of Tetris, mm-hmm. they were talking about that oh, too, yeah. play gets kind of placed in a way mm-hmm. now because you are real fresh and relaxed to be able to mm-hmm. put it into something that you could, you mm-hmm. know, think or, or yeah. get your conclusion. Yeah. It make you think clearly. Did you 
Did you get anything out of the lucid dreaming part? Do you remember what that was? Mm, help me out here. So lucid lucid dreaming is uh, it's the ability to have a dream and recognize that you're in a dream and consciously change or impact what you're dreaming. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I lucid dream once in a while, and it's taken me a long time to to figure out how to lucid dream. And even, even now, I, I don't always lucid dream. But when I recognize that I'm in a that I'm sleeping and I'm in a dream, then there are times where I can manipulate what I'm dreaming. Um, one of my favorite things to when I'm lucid dreaming is I I, I fly, and it's not really flying like Superman would would fly. Mm-hmm. It's more like jumping. Like I have the ability in the in the dream to be able to jump and just not come down like quickly. Like it's Incredible Hulk style. Exactly. You jump into the clouds. Yeah, exactly back right. Down. Just like that. And I've been I similar to that since I've been a before preschool, mm-hmm. I can remember having the those memory or memories of mm-hmm. those dreams or Mm-hmm. But those those are weird. It definitely makes you feel like you're in a certain place that mm-hmm. that that you're not in physically. Here. Right, right. It makes you seem like you you traveled to mm-hmm. some other place. Yeah, I I uh, <clears throat> I'm kind of a. Uh, I mean, my wife might say that I'm just a, a bad sleeper because I'll, sometimes I'll act out my dream. You know, when I'm <laughs> in bed. Uh, you know, while you're dreaming, you're supposed to be sort of paralyzed, right? And, uh, and the only thing that's going on is brain activity in your eyes go your eyes crazy, up, right? Yeah. Uh, but there are times where I break through that and, like, if I'm, you know, I've had dreams where I'm, like, fighting people and, you know, I have to, like, kick and, you know, get away from yeah. whatever's going on. And, and I'll kick in the bed. And I've I've done that a couple of times with the wife and, unfortunately, the dog. And... uh but I, I feel myself breaking through the dream at the moment I actually move. And then I wake myself up mm-hmm. and realize, ah, damn it, I did it again, you know. And, and Jenny's, <laughs> she's looking at me, you know, growling yep. at me, yeah. you know. But, uh, and then there are other times where I, I don't even realize, you know, that I'm that I'm sitting up in bed and looking around wondering what's what's going on here. It takes me a little while to snap out of it. It's been a long, long time since I've had any. Yeah. I don't get very deep sleep. You don't deep sleep, yeah. Yeah. Well, one one of the things that I I realize is that like if I'm if I'm drinking beer or you know, uh, you know, or any kind of alcohol, you know, before bed, I sleep horribly. Yeah. And uh, and I I can't say that I dream a whole lot when I'm when I you know if I've if I've been drinking at all before bedtime. The best times are when I feel like I'm well rested. I go to bed at a decent hour, um, you know, didn't eat like right away before I went to bed, you know, no alcohol. And I, f- I just was really tired from the right. day and fell asleep naturally. Um, I'll then sometimes wake up to these different dreams and not like wake up as I'm getting up and I'm fully alert, but wake up to the point where I snapped out of that REM sleep just enough to realize Oh yeah, that was a cool dream. Okay, I'm gonna try to go back to sleep and resume the dream, and then I do. Yeah, and that's generally when I can lucid uh, mm. dream, where I have. That's a funny. I, 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 you saying that? I forgot that there's times where I actually, like, had dreams with, oh, man, and then get back to sleep because right. and actually catch on to it yeah. again. Mm-hmm. And oh my heavens, that's been like, yeah. I mean, I, I could probably, if I could actually remember, I'm sure I could only count mm-hmm. a few of them, but yeah, but man, how do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
there was a time that somebody was telling me, I was uh, uh, speaking with this guy that was uh, giving me some pointers on to on how to be relaxed and stuff. And mm-hmm. but he was talking about dreams and and meanings and stuff, and write down what what you you know what you find, and we'll discuss them, and we come back in. And mm-hmm. I can't remember hundred percent, but something about a reading a something about a, a book and a helicopter and I wrote it down. I woke up in the middle of the night, wrote that down. This is years yeah. and years ago. And unfortunately I can't remember the BS that he told me that it was meaning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, no, man, I read a lot of books back then, you know, and helicopter hell, I probably watched some Chuck Norris movie with my dad that <laughs> had, you know, some helicopter in it. I mean, yeah. I just hate the BS. I, I know that there's some stuff to it, yeah, but I like to enjoy discussing because all that stuff that you're talking about is real, mm-hmm. but let's discuss it in reality. Not yeah. tell me that, you know, well, Dave, just so you know, when you did dream, you right. were gone out of your room. <laughs> you were definitely over there. Because I do believe that there's some weird stuff that could be possible. But I, again, I still think dreaming is just a... It's a function of your brain. It's Yeah. yeah. I, I feel, honestly, I just feel it's just a bunch of little neutrons, little neurons, spark plug, yeah. neurons, yeah, yeah, little spark plugs in yeah. there. When you're asleep, it's just firing. It's just... Mm-hmm. Well, there's some other like really interesting uh, like brain research out there and uh, even just like physically how the brain functions and uh, how new memories are formed and how they're reinforced and how potentially um, existing memories are reformed so that you end up changing details within the memories. Uh, It was funny. I was listening. I was re-listening to uh, episode, I think it was two, and, uh, and you were talking about the uh, working at a gas station, mm, yeah. right? And and I, I and I thought, gosh, you know, are you implanting a memory in my brain? Mm. Because I I couldn't I didn't remember that you had worked at a uh, gas station until you started talking about it, and I'm like, now it sounds really familiar. Well, this whole idea that the brain can change uh, over time is really interesting in that your the potential for you to insert a detail into that memory mm-hmm. that didn't actually happen, but now you've inserted a new detail that for the rest of my life I might think was actually true. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that, that sort of thing happens. Um, you know, I, I know as I've gotten older, I don't remember all the details and it's funny because I, I do remember certain details of my life and, and like my son will, will tell me, Oh yeah, I remember when you had uh, such and such a car and it was a color, you know, green. Mm-hmm. And and I go nope, no, I'm positive it wasn't green. Yeah, <laughs> you know I remember for sure. Right. But the idea is that detail in all of our brains, and it just tells me that the brain is a very uh, malleable sort of uh, organ. Right. Right. There's a lot of things that can happen in the brain, and because it's your window to your experience of life, you think that it's this very solid thing. Well, I, I wish I could remember the the program I was watching, but. I want to make up some numbers here, but you'll get the gist of it. Like they say that you, your eyes take in and uh, like 800,000 images. It could be only 100,000. I don't know, but a certain amount of images a day, but your brain also bypasses certain things because it, you didn't really look at it, but it's given you the impression that mm-hmm. you looked at it because it just, your brain adds, fills in the gaps. Fills it. Thank you. fills in the gaps. Yeah. So, that's where sometimes you think that you know something, but there's always a room for, you know, a little bit of room for error, right. you know? So 
Yeah, there's there. a show that's called uh, Brain Games. Okay, have you seen that on Netflix? Uh-uh. Uh, it's a long, it's a long series. Uh, they've got a couple of different hosts at different times, uh, but but it's really interesting because they 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 really talk about neuroscience and how the brain works, and and they set up these different scenarios. In some cases, they use a, ma- a magician uh, to do these different illusions, and they do it in front of other people. And I, I find it interesting that you know they can do this this uh magician can do a lot of things in front of a big crowd and then when you ask the crowd what they saw exactly. everyone has a different take yeah. and in some cases it's not even close to what actually happened but their brain processed that experience in a certain way that made them think that it was this way yeah that's why it's so hard to prove what happened in 911 <laughs> well think as about as an all, example right? you know but think so about all eyewitness stuff eyewitness that's mm-hmm. what's such a big yeah. deal Example, my wife and I years ago was involved in, there was a robbery that was happened, it was going on right next door to our tanning place. Mm. And it was a, this lady was ripping off the, this, I think it was the gal's keys to the, like a Verizon store. Mm. And she got into the rig and was driving off with, driving off with it while the employee was hanging out of the window driving off and we're trying we run out there to stop it you know my wife jumps in front of the vehicle and i ripped the good gal out because she's gonna get hurt it's not worth it you know Mm -hmm. and and so the cops come and give us a you know it's pick pick from these people of who it is and i think my wife and i both got them wrong yeah different people mm-hmm. but i gotta tell you to be fair crackheads really do i mean <laughs> when i picture crackhead you have that uh brown blonde streaky hair and mm-hmm. look tore up from yeah, the floor up mm-hmm. and but it but still i saw her i feel like i still see her telling you about it but right. uh you know what mm-hmm. we really do see i mean but we were Everything was so fast paced, yeah. you know. It's right. it's amazing what we could have picked up when we yeah. did. But well, that's the, and that's one of the things that as I've kind of moved forward in in my life and learning these different things, it's changed my perspective on uh, on a lot of things because I view the world right through my own brain. Right, all of my senses are tied to my brain, sure. and so uh, my brain processes those things, this different stimuli in different ways, and and I formulate memories and. You know, there are parts of my 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 past that I I've blocked out, and uh, until it's really brought up in detail, I don't, you know, I don't remember those things, right? right? Uh, but to me, it just again solidifies that what we think is solid in our brain is not necessarily solid. Your brother and I, you know, sitting back and having a conversation about a handful of things. Mm. And we were both there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's interesting the the small details, you mm-hmm. know, it's the same story, but yeah. how we get to there is there's a couple little differences and, and I'll put man, you're so wrong and I could be so maybe he is. Maybe I am, <laughs> yeah, but it can right. really be both ways. <laughs> right. But especially when you have so much time and like you said, is is you know, you have to you know, you have to hear something to spark that, mm-hmm. to find that file in that file cabinet mm-hmm. where you hid it somewhere down there. Yeah, I I think that it's possible that we could recollect absolutely everything mm-hmm. if we were helped. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know about this hypnotizing stuff, but that'd be interesting to talk about. Yeah, but, did you but, see the the monk that was in the show? The who? The monk. The monk. Yeah. So there's this guy. Um, I had to have. He. Um, they basically studied him and and uh, you know hooked him up to 
you know, different brain wave sensors. And, um, and he was able to sort of replicate the brain activity in his head uh, that he would experience during uh, rapid eye movement, uh, REM sleep. You know, because he, he, um, uh, he meditates. Right. And, okay. and so okay. the idea of meditation, uh, it activates the brain like you focus your energy your your efforts to um, to spark things in your brain that wouldn't normally spark unless you were, you know, either doing some activity or you know, sleeping through, uh, you know, REM sleep. And I thought it was interesting because that also uh, lends credibility to me that that the brain is something that you can do a lot to. Uh, develop to uh, change. I know right. there are a lot of folks who are certain types of people and then they go through like a traumatic brain injury, car accident or something else, and they become a completely different person after uh, they've, re- they've recovered, you yeah. know, from the accident. And it and that just goes to show that physical changes to the brain do impact your behavior. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and to me that those are those are further it's further evidence that that if if you've got different mental issues, that there are ways to uh, focus your energy to um, to help you know those those mental things. We were talking about anxiety earlier, and I I suffer from anxiety for a lot of different things. Uh, work can be pretty stressful, you know. There are, there are times where the, the house can be stressful, but. Uh, I I have a tendency to have a physical reaction to the anxiety. If I let it get to that point, then I have a physical reaction to it. I I you know I I start having you know like a panic attack. And what I've what I've kind of learned over time is to recognize that I'm going in that direction, like I'm mentally going in that direction, and I try and do things to counteract it. And it's to me, I kind of relate it to learning any other skill. Like if I want to become a better javelin thrower, then there are certain drills that I can do to get better at that skill. And I think for me mentally, I've, I've been able to handle a little bit more of the anxiety in my life because I have made it, um, I've done things on purpose to sort of minimize my, my reaction to, to things. Mm. And it's not, you know, it's not a hundred percent. It's oh, definitely, sure. it's definitely something I want to practice may, more of. Well, you might not even know what you're reacting to that creates it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's part of my problem is, is I wouldn't know what sparks it. I wouldn't know, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's all to me, it's just a continuous hum mm-hmm. anxiety. Yeah. So it's just, it's neat when I know when I don't have it, yeah. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's sad to know that it's a, and, and so for me, it's the average life of me is just this this uh, anxiety hum, and once in a while I could not feel it, and sometimes I could panic, get even mm-hmm. you know have those moments of yeah. where it's really intense. Yeah, you can't pretend you ha- don't have it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, yeah. most of the time it's just me trying to pretend that I'm not feeling awkward or, mm-hmm. or uneasy because yeah. it, it's a bummer. I mean. I mean, I could even be at my, uh, that's, that's partially why I'm a homebody is mm-hmm. because I feel the most comfortable. Like you said, yeah. you find things to help home is what helps, mm-hmm. but it, it, it used to take days to mm-hmm. get it normalized. Yeah. Um, but you know, now it's, you know, it, it's not that long. Yeah. So for me, the, the idea that, that you can, 
you can recognize it and then do something to counteract it. I get anxiety when, you know, I have an obligation of time. Like I got to go do something. Uh, I even get that with, with, uh, coaching and I've been coaching for years, yeah. but I, if I see that there's a coaching session on my calendar and I know that I, I've got to get ready for that, then I actually, I, I actually do get my, my mental state ready for that. And the reality is most things that I go and I do, uh, I, I do enjoy doing, right. you know, and for me, I have to remind myself that, Hey, I'm going to enjoy that. And that's part of like that mental drill for me is that if I, if I put myself into the position where even if it's just tricking my brain into thinking that I'm going to have fun and ignore the, the fear, you know, or the anxiety, um, uh, trigger, then I'll get through it. And then I go and experience whatever the coaching session or hanging out with whoever and then I do enjoy, right? right? So, so and then glad at the I went end, through yeah, with that. Right. I, go, I go, gosh, yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. Right. Well, that, that, I'm glad you said that. That's actually a, a, kind of what I was attempting to say <laughs> because for me, it's, it's, it could be a good stuff. Good. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's a time in my life where it's a chemical, you know, it's imbalanced yeah. that my adrenaline changed to a sick adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Like literally going down the um, so in other words, good things creates that used to be good things to me creates bad anxiety yeah. and going to the Disney World when I had oh, a, such right. a terrible time. Yeah. And and if I had to try to narrow it down and it was kind of easy to narrow down because it had just happened and, and I went down the easiest the least scariest ride there is is the log thing. You sit in a log and it uh-huh. goes yeah. you're done, right? Yeah. And I actually like it, you yeah. know, like it, it. <laughs> yeah. and I went down that and I'm like, wow. And it, you know, and it, it brought my heart up to my chest mm-hmm. and then I got off and I'm mm-hmm. not kidding you. It still stayed there. It mm-hmm. literally felt like I was, you know, um, you know, like going down in an elevator, yeah. you know, and you could feel that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't understand it. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a ball of adrenaline. And so I yeah. feel like the adrenaline affects me differently now mm-hmm. somehow yeah and maybe it's a different a chemical that yeah. gets happens but so even even good times that happen my excitement mm-hmm. is i think keeps it, it i i try not to get excited i'm not kenya mm-hmm. um i think i even talked a little bit about that today but mm-hmm. um because that even good excitement can give me an anxiety yeah. and i can't and, trigger and something yeah, yeah mm-hmm. i'd hate it yeah i have literally said this to my wife and I think it's maybe it's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. I have yet to be excited about the build of my house. Yeah. yeah. It's been seven years. Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. to feel like I was telling you, like, mm-hmm. there's one thing to be, to say, yeah, I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. But there's a feeling you're supposed to get yeah. when you're excited. And I have not been, ex- mm-hmm. it's rare. When I say I'm excited, it's because I'm getting close to that. But to feel that is, mm-hmm. is you know, like, when my daughter was born, that was, I, that was crazy exciting. And mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I try to keep everything exciting away from me, I think, or try not to experience it because it makes me sick. (laughs) But, you you know, that's that's sort of that uh, repetitive drill that I was talking about. Right. Is that when you when you recognize and and you resist the you're training your brain Mm -hmm. to to resist. Um, uh, I I think that, you know, I I had an experience. uh, I, I don't like crowds a whole lot. Uh, I, I've kind of gotten over some of it, but I, I went to Disneyland and, uh, you know, my, my in-laws fantastic. They, uh, they pay for the whole trip. 
they they didn't know that I had issues with crowds, and I thought you know I can handle it, and uh, so I was thinking you know not a big deal. I wasn't thinking about the crowds at all, and then as soon as I got into Disneyland and started moving in with the herd and people were right next to me and it was like the streets were completely full of people i ended up having this i wouldn't say mm, it would be close to a panic attack but basically i just sort of shut down i didn't say anything i felt sick um i i just felt like i was there was too many uh you know too many too much stimuli around me yes. you know and mm-hmm. and you know my my in-laws picked up on it and you know, my wife had to explain that Scott doesn't like crowds. Well, it was a pretty significant thing for me, and I I had no uh, mental capability of handling it, mm-hmm. and I just kind of stayed with them, and I eventually was able to kind of get over it, um, get some time to you know, free of people and breathe a little bit, and then I went on some rides, and that that helped also. But it was a pretty significant yeah. thing, um, and I had no way of cap- of of coping. Um, that's a different story now. I I. I recognize these things and I do a lot more to, to cope with what I believe is a mental, you know, a, a mental issue. Yeah. I, I find myself doing a lot of uh, talking um, to myself about, mm-hmm. I know, you know, like if I'm about to go to an event or something, cause I hate crowds too. Mm-hmm. And I, like I went to Disneyland probably one, like to every, every time Amy goes like four or five times, I'll go once, you know? Yeah, right. But so, yeah, she loves this. Year. I know. I I just it has a hard time, but no knowing now, you know, having knowing my issue and haven't had it for a while, mm-hmm. it it's it's nice that I could kind of try to plan ahead, you know, do some things that might you know take my mind off of it mm-hmm. and um because it, I'll tell you it's it's a real deal and I feel bad, you know, I feel bad for people cuz I'll get on there watch uh YouTube or Facebook or whatever and and you see these people that are freaking out and they panic and I feel like, you know, they're not just weirdos. They could literally be having a panic attack. And that's because I've been OK. So I've been into a place to where we all had to dump out and it not planned ahead. Mm-hmm. And we're shoulder to shoulder. Example is, you know, uh, unplanned, leaving leaving a, a concert. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. I plan to get there, but I forget about dumping out. OK. Yeah. And coming out and we are mm-hmm. touching people and. My problem is, is I'm like, I've got to be able to get to wherever I need. I'm okay trying to be patient, Mm -hmm. but if I had to do something, I got to be able to do something. And if I see that I can't, Mm -hmm. if I don't have another path in case, Mm -hmm. it really could get to me. So I have to sit there and talk to myself like, no, no, this be patient, be patient. And here when I'm thinking I'm being the most patient person in the world, Mm -hmm. and it's just never enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... It, it just gets overwhelming fast. In fact, just talking about it is bothering <laughs> me. Get the sweats. Yeah. So, but it's, it is, it is, there are things that can be done. I know that I have felt way better as I'm getting older, mm-hmm. you know, so I, you know. Yeah. I, I think but, as we get older, we start to understand, uh, you know, where we are in life and, and our experiences and, and learn from it. But you know. it, it's unfortunate. It doesn't go away. Yeah. It's just a different way to how to. Yeah. Well, there's there's so much uh, I think in this particular subject area that I'm fascinated with, and we'll probably have to have another yeah. episode that that goes over it because there are some more things that I'd love to well, talk. There about. There is so, so many people that have it, and you know what? It's yeah. bad too. Is is and and I don't mind talking about it because I'm all jacked up, and and why not? You know, I, I'm I don't I'm not going to be bashful about my problems. You know, because 
there's some people out there that act up and a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. and they may not even get that they have anxiety and um yeah. Um, you know, I feel for a lot of those yeah. people. Well, and some it, people are just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've got a little a lot of both. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm I'm a little concerned about the, the the generations that are that are coming in past us, you know, or coming up with us where the uh the ability to cope with mental health is I think getting worse and worse and it's always a drug that's the solution instead of um uh, purposeful behavioral changes, well, you know. And that's scary because I've tried to take a lot of drugs for for my anxiety, mm-hmm. and now I don't take anything. And I'd rather f- deal with how I feel, mm-hmm. which is you know my real feelings as they are, yeah. than to have a slip of of mm-hmm. medication. Yeah, because without getting into it, because it's too long of a story, I've had some medication that was supposed to help with my my panic attacks, mm-hmm. and there was a day that was blacked out for me mm. because there's some serious, I, yeah. it was, just, it was, my wife was packing up, ready to leave. Mm-hmm. I had conversations with her. Mm-hmm. It was bad. And you and don't even remember any of it. No. Yeah. It was sad. And, and, and I accept all responsibility for it, even though I don't even remember it. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, but you know, well it, now it, dealing with it, you know, without any kind of medication. To me, that's, I, I don't like taking stuff, and I know you nope. don't like taking stuff, nope. so. Especially, I, I could be an ass enough as it is, <laughs> you know, and, but I love my family, and yeah. for anything that would make me angry, yeah. it was making me angry and upset about absolutely nothing. Yeah. And in side note, I have to tell you, in fact, you know, if you ever drink too much where you blacked out mm-hmm. and you might have small memories. Yeah. So to be fair, I blacked out, but I still had small memories of where I, I left. This isn't good, mm-hmm. but I left work, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, so, but I guess meaning that I remember calling my buddy mm-hmm. saying in tears, I think too, because I, I don't, I was lost. Yeah. I was lost. See, those in things a pla- really mess with the brain. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and he had to talk me. And thank God he knew the place. He had to talk me. This street should be blah, blah, blah. Turn mm-hmm. here. He saved me. I, yeah. I was, and and then I went home. Mm-hmm. And my wife, God help, you know, I feel so bad that she was so so worried that I was so upset. Yeah. And I don't even know what it was about. Yeah, you know? yeah. And why ever even do that? It's chemical crap. Yeah. I, I don't think that it's it's worth it. Yeah. I'd rather just deal with it and... Mm-hmm. But you know what? That again, it just leads me to uh, believe that the brain is something that can be uh, manipulated. I'm know? better without the damn yeah. chemicals they gave me. Yeah. Yeah. And I do believe that if you, if that you can sit there and make it better without it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it could ever go away because yeah. it won't go away with it. Right. So I just think that if we struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it it had sacrificed a lot. Yeah. Believe it or not, you yeah. could have a decent, mm-hmm. you know, you could live just fine without the chemicals in your body. Yeah, well, and, and at least I feel like I'm more stable. Yeah, than I was before. You know, with, you know, having my heart rate go up and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty bad. But well, but but what's crazy is the worst thing that ever happened to me having anxiety mm-hmm. is due to the medication that they gave me. Yeah. That was the worst, the worst than what the anxiety could have ever done to me yeah. itself. That's why I'm anti, anti uh, drugs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I get it that they're there for a reason. Sometimes yeah, I get it, 
but I say stay away from as long as you can. Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes it's a maturity thing. As you get older, you start to be able to, to, to deal with things differently. Sometimes growing up thinking that a, a pill is, is going to take care of the problem, then you never really face the problem and, and do things on purpose to uh, to get better. Um, and I think our this next generation, the, the younger kids, are, are in that where they get basically prescribed medication and oh, yeah. then they never take those issues head on and and deal with them and i i think that that makes them weaker as they get older and right. so they don't mentally um do those drills those well, exercises to become more mentally right. because healthy. a lot of people don't want to waste the time or excuse that's well i'll just say that and add a lot of people also don't want to get into the issue a lot of people might know what the issue is because mm. So I also feel that a lot of anxiety can be stemmed. I'm not saying that there could be studies that say this. I'm not saying I ever read any that did. So my opinion has always been that, you know, you hear of PTSD and Mm -hmm. it almost, it's almost like the military owns that. Yeah. But people go through stuff in life, any time in life that could give you PTSD. And I'm going to use let's just say a woman that happens to be in a physically abusive relationship, mm-hmm. you know, if, if she gets out of that and is with somebody else, some guy that want, might want to come like, come here, baby, give me a hug. And she might react to it differently than, you know, so, and, and, and so I feel that, you know, maybe how I was raised or growing up, you know, I feel like that maybe there's a lot of that PTSD issues that, you know, that, that make me feel still awkward or, or it gives me anxiety, but you know, that's, that's why it's kind of a little annoying because I always like to chit chat about stuff that happened in the past, even though it's hard to hear about. But well, the thing is, though, Dave, is that it it actually is a physical thing that happens in the brain. PTSD mm-hmm. is uh, these are these are you know memories that that trigger um, right. a, a certain response from the rest of your body. You know, uh, PTSD is a, is a real thing. Uh, I think you can get PTSD at, at different levels of severity. Uh, certain experiences that have car accidents. Well, sure. PTSD. Cause it's a, something that happened that affected them dramatically. Exactly. And in some cases it can be something that happens so dramatic that, um, it, that they basically block it out. Like there's no memory yeah, of it. Exactly. Right? Uh, yes. there's some interesting stuff. Uh, I think it's the explained folks, the, the folks that did this series that they, they talk about, uh, memory and how uh, memory can, you know, be manipulated and changed, and and they they talk about being able to take uh, a memory like the, it would be a fear, right, like arachnophobia, mm-hmm. and uh, and and make some some changes to the memory that would trigger uh, the scare response, right, so that you can get over that particular phobia <laughs> and. And to me, it's it's like, well, sure, it was understanding what we know about the brain and how it, it can change and and how we can manipulate memories, I can imagine we could probably figure out ways of manipulating these, these fears and these phobias. Right. By downloading just like a computer and uploading. But how do they do that? Is it through hypnotism? Well, I, I think there are a lot can of different that- ways. There's there's one that they, they recognize, and I can't remember what show it was on, but they they recognize that there are certain... Uh, neural uh, impulses and chemicals that that transfer between uh, these neurons, and and then you can actually see brain cells growing. You know, uh, I don't know all the little components that go into a brain cell, but 
when a, a new memory is formed, this area of the brain changes, it grows. Mm -hmm. And what they can do is they can identify those areas that had the growth. And there actually are drugs that will, um, while in the system, can mark where those memories were made. Mm. And by marking those areas, you can then target those particular areas and change, you know, memories and other things. Mm. Uh, it's a very, very fascinating. But, you know, we're still young in this idea that we know anything about the brain, right? right. There's still a lot to learn about it. But what we do know so far gives me... A, a much better understanding of my own behavior and my own how I experience the world. And, and to be honest, it, it influences the way that I believe in things, you know, supernatural things or or um, uh, or stories that someone might tell me or, you know, it, it, there's a lot of a lot of things that uh, make more sense now that I know a little bit more about yeah. about how the brain works. So. Uh, we're uh, pretty much running out of time. Shall we uh, wrap up the show? I think we shall. Okay. So thanks again for listening to the show. For those of you who are just listening, we do record the show and post it on YouTube. Uh, we break down some of our show into clips so you can get a little bit smaller bite-sized uh, segment of our show. And you can also find us on your favorite podcasting platform like uh, Anchor or Spotify, Spotify. Or, or even Apple uh, uh, Podcasting. So uh, definitely share this with your friends. Uh, we really appreciate the support. Yep, all the help we could get because the the more help and recognition that we could get kind of helps us give you a better show. Yep. So thank you very much. Yep. Uh, so let's uh, let's get our, our quote here going. So from uh, Billy Connolly, he's a famous comedian. He says, before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. After that, who cares? He's a mile away and you've got his shoes. That's right. <laughs> All right. So thanks again for listening. We will uh, see you next time. Hope you'll be safe.